And welcome back to another episode of Too Much Podtar, as we are now just days away from MLB opening day, happening Thursday, April 7th. So the day we're recording this is April 1st, April 1st. So it's just six days away from, from now. So definitely really exciting uh, time, you know, as we preview the season here on this on this episode. And joining me is show regular and primetime sports talk president Johnny Black. And as always, you can find him on Twitter at jball0202. So welcome back. How are you excited? I can't wait. Can't wait, man. A few more days. Unfortunately, I can't take off of work on Thursday. But uh, I'll be home by, I usually get home about one thirty, two o'clock. So I'll be able to catch most of the games. <laughs> that's good. But a uh, really relevant moment here, uh, to, as I'm watching this, I mean, I've, as we're recording this pot, before we started, I, I had the Tennessee Vanderbilt game on in the background and the one Tennessee player hit a home run and, but then they called the umpires ended up calling him out because of something with his bat. So obviously it's college. So it's nothing to do with pine tar. Um, but it is something to do with his bat. It probably had an illegal bat, something to do with the weight or the, the length. So they they called him out and it's not a home run. And then Tennessee's coach ran out there and was screaming at the umpires over it. And it's a whole thing. Uh, I have to figure out what's going on there, but definitely a, Crazy moment there in the beginning of this series here, a big series, big SEC series for this weekend. But we're going to be talking, not talking about college on this episode. So uh, we'll talk about some more college stuff, on, like in the later, not maybe another episode sometime soon. But for this one, since opening day is so soon, uh, let's dive into some predictions for the season but but before we get to that i also want to just go over some of the moves that have happened you know the last couple days here so just the first one that happened here today on april fool's day was and it wasn't an april fool's joke uh the white Sox traded craig kimbrell to the dodgers for aj pollock so another uh, big move for the dodgers you know beefing up their bullpen even more so definitely a solid move from them um but also kind of a poor timing around the Bite Sox part because as soon as, like, just an hour, I think it was an hour or under an hour after that, uh, Garrett Crochet, another flamethrower in the White Sox bullpen, the young the young guy who's a, I think it's his second year this year, he was a rookie last year. He, he um, He's going to be out for a little for a few months, I believe, with an injury. So that's definitely a big blow when they just traded Kimbrel away. So they have to rely on other guys in the bullpen now. But what are your thoughts on that move? Yeah, that it seems odd, even with even aside from the crochet injury, which is bad timing, like you said. But even aside from that, yeah, trading Kimbrel away for Pollock. Like, why? Yeah. Other than to save maybe $6 million mm-hmm. in salary, but that doesn't really make sense too much. Oh. It didn't make sense to me in the first place. Just a one-for-one deal? Yeah, it's like they... It, it's not like they didn't need anybody in the outfield either. Well, I mean, they could use... They could always use the outfield help. They have Lewis Robert, 
they have Eloy Jimenez. I mean, obviously, Andrew Vaughn got banged up a little bit in the outfield, so they probably don't want to have him out there. But honestly, to to trade Kimbrel for Pollock, like Pollock's 34, 35 years old. Yeah. He's been injured, plenty injured over the past few years. And I, 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 don't, I don't know. It just seems like an odd move. When they could have gone out and just signed, why don't you just go sign Michael Conforto? Unless so they couldn't work something out. Mm-hmm. You know, unless he's still demanding like a multi year deal. I, but I mean, the I, White Sox would have been a perfect fit for him yeah. to get him to play right field. You know, sign him a one year, $18 million deal or whatever. You know, I mean, Conforto should have taken the Mets qualifying offer in the first place, but. I, yeah, because at this point, like it's so late now. Like I feel like he's not—he's only gonna be able to get a one-year deal because nobody's gonna want to go the extra year if they're like at the, like when it's this late. Well, not only that too. Once once the season starts, I don't think anyone's gonna sign it because no. don't forget—he he turned down the qualifying offer last year before this new CBA was signed. So if a team does sign him, they have to give up their draft pick compensation, right? Because it. You know, it was before the new CBA. But if they sign him after, I believe it's July 16th, then they don't have to give up the draft pick compensation because it's it's past the second, like the second half of the season point. Yeah. <clears throat> so then they won't have to. So if he doesn't sign soon, I mean, within the, I'm, I'm talking within the next week or two. I honestly think teams won't even touch him until July, <laughs> until after the All-Star break. Yeah. You don't have to give up the draft pick. No. Conforto just seems like one of those guys that just, you know, he listened to Boris and played himself out of a deal when he could have just taken the Mets qualifying offer, which would have been Eighteen to nineteen million, whatever, eighteen point four, eighteen point eight, or whatever it was. You know, especially since Conforto didn't have a great year last year. Why don't you take the one-year deal, take the qualifying offer, prove it, go out on the market again? But, well, this is what happens. Yeah. I'm trying to read up on what happened here. I'm looking at Twitter about what happened in that Tennessee game, and it's apparently it was something like some. A lot, I'm seeing a lot of comments about a sticker on the bat, which is like, why would that be cause for calling him out? Doesn't make sense. I guess it depends on where it was on the bat. I don't know. Also, just like the pine tar, it couldn't be 18 inches from the knob of the bat, and so maybe. Maybe yeah. what regulation? Yeah, maybe. Just a, just a really interesting moment there. But let's see. Yeah, and then another move was the Diamondbacks extended Merrill Kelly. Uh, gave him a two-year, $18 million extension. 
So, you know, they're trying to shore up their rotation there a little bit. And obviously they're not going to really contend probably for a few years. So they're once they get their younger guys up here, they're, I mean, their farm system is pretty strong. They got some guys on the way. So they just have to kind of put the pieces together for a couple of years before they can really uh, get back to where they were. I know before this whole rebuild started, but solid move uh, getting him back for two more years. Yeah, they have him for two more years. They have Bumgarner for another few years. I mean, at least a couple of veterans there that are decent enough. You know, Galen, Galen's banged up again. You know, so who knows if he's going to start the season? You know, Luke Weaver coming back from injury. Their pitching staff is is the problem. I don't think their lineup is that much of a big deal. Oh. They worked out a, a nice deal with Kettle Marte, keeping yeah. him. You know, they bought out his two option years and extended him for three more. So that'll keep Kettle Marte there for five more years. Uh, they can build around him. Let's see what they have in the minors. I mean, like they have they have some decent bats in the minors. You know, I don't know about that pitching so much. No. So they're gonna have to. I I think they're gonna. Well, they have the second pick overall this year. You know, I think pitching is the way they're gonna go in the next two drafts. Considering, oh, yeah. like you, said, Merrill Kelly is got two more years. Bumgarner is just getting older. So they're gonna have to rebuild the arms in their system. But I, I think as far as the young the young hitters go, I think they're in decent shape. Yeah, the one pitcher they they do have a couple solid pitchers like Bryce Jarvis in their system, uh, Blake Walston. So they do have some some guys there that can turn into something. But yeah, they definitely have to get more of it in the in the draft here. Oh yeah, Slade Sacconi was another one that I liked coming out. He was what, last I think it was last year. No, 2018 he was drafted. Yeah, they have a few. They have a few arms there that are that could be something, but no, they don't have like the the ace type of arm. No, in the, it's like a, you know, like we saw the Reds. The Reds are bringing up Hunter Green this year. Yeah, he's he's starting early, you know, and guys like that. They don't have a top notch arm like that. No, coming anytime soon. Yeah, the Reds, you know, they're definitely going to be looking at the future this year. They're not going to be anywhere close to contending after they, you know, they kind of just blew it up there, trading away all the other guys and probably trade away more of them at the deadline here at, once we get to the trading deadline in July. But. I think the Reds, the Reds are going to be interesting. They really are. They have a really good farm system. Yeah. You know, with India, India, India winning the rookie of the year last year. Vado's got another couple of years left. Tyler Stevenson, you know, they believe in him. They traded Barnhart away. So Tyler Stevenson's going to be their catcher. The dude can hit, you know. Yeah. You know, 
if Senzel can stay healthy. You know, with Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, along with Luis Castillo, that's a solid one, two, three in a rotation. Oh. You know, I don't think the Reds are going to be that bad. I honestly don't. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be horrible. Obviously not as bad as the Pirates. Right. <laughs> so, I just don't see them finishing anywhere. Like, they don't. I still think they'll finish fourth in the division because I think I think the Cubs are be I mean they're be mediocre but they're not gonna I think they did enough in the offseason to be like a middle of the line kind of team just and then obviously the other two teams are gonna be fighting for first in the Cardinals and Brewers so I don't know I just I don't think they're I don't the Reds I don't know. I don't. I don't. They're not bad, but I don't think they're going to be really fighting for anything. Like I was, like for any or any any of the wild card spots. No, I think they'll be fighting for third. Yeah, probably with the Cubs. Maybe the Cardinals. I mean, I, I don't know. The Cardinals seem to win games every year, but they really don't convince me this year either. Uh, not, they're not really anything special. You know, I think I honestly think the Brewers run away with the division. As long as their staff stays healthy. Yeah, me too. And they can score some runs. I mean, that was their issue last year, is they they just their lineup is so bad. Yeah. But I think if Yelich bounces back a little bit, Keston Hiura, who had a great rookie year and then was horrible, all of a sudden forgot how to hit. He's having a good spring. So, yeah. you know, if he turns it around, another, a guy I like that I actually wrote up with the fantasy thing is uh, Rowdy Tellas at first base. Yeah. I like him a lot. You know, he's a, he's a big left-handed hitter that can actually hit lefties. Yeah. You know, and there's no more Daniel Vogelbach. There's no more Travis Shaw there. Yeah. He's the first baseman, so... You know, they still have Colton Wong at second. Willie Adams they got last year who played really well for them after they got him from Tampa Bay. You know, if he has a full season of what he should do at shortstop, you know, the Brewers could score some runs and then you got, you know, the top three with Burns, Peralta, and Woodruff yeah. in this rotation. <laughs> I mean, if they can be what they were last year, they're dominant. I, I don't see anyone beating them for the – Mm. The division at no. all? No, I me mean neither. But yeah, now we're that we're on the Cardinals train here. The uh, they also brought back Albert Pujols. You know, obviously that was where he started his career. Brought him back for one year, two and a half million. And you know, obviously he's not the player he was, and I don't think he's going to do any. He's not going to give them really anything crazy, but. It's still really cool to see him go back there and, you know, probably going to retire there. And then after this year, I would imagine. And so it's, it's cool. He's finishing his career there. So. Oh yeah. Great move. Great move. Have, like you said, have him finish his career there, you know, hall of fame, first ballot, easy. Yeah. No doubt. You know, wouldn't be surprised if it's unanimous. Honestly, now that we got over that hump, 
<laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think the next one will be Ichiro. It'll be unanimous. I don't know. I don't know about Ichiro. I think a lot of um, a lot of analytics look at Ichiro like he was a little overrated. I just think the people. I think voters are just just because like he was just so loved by everybody. Like he does, I think. He's yeah. kind of, I think they kind of look at it the same as Jeter. Just like obviously the some of the analytics don't like call him like that. He's kind of an overrated player too because of the analytics, but just the the guy he was and everything and all the postseason stuff. But I think that's what yeah. made him unanimous. And so I. I feel like it'll be close. Well, maybe it won't be unanimous, but it'll be pretty close. Like it'll be like it'll be like Griffey territory, ninety-nine point something or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, that, I mean, pool host should get in. Yeah, it shouldn't even be a question. No, you know. And it's it's good that he's going back. I I hope he gets to the seven hundred home runs. I really oh, do. Yeah, me too. I think he needs what twenty one more. I don't know if he's gonna get it, but Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. How cool would it be to if he did it like on the last day of the season or something? Oh yeah. Oh, it'd be nice to see the, you know, it'd even be nice to see the Cardinals make it to the playoffs. So you could see, you know, Pujols playing in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, um, we'll, I'll have my, I actually wrote down my predictions. So we'll get to those, the, the playoff predictions in a little bit. But another move I wanted to talk about was the, and obviously you'll be, have some, Thoughts on it. Uh, Chris Archer signing with the Twins for one year, three three point seven five million to give him another another uh, rotation arm, but obviously not one that you wanted to get. Like obviously you were looking at those Reds guys. They're not the Reds guys. What am I thinking of? The well, the A's. The A's. Yeah, the A's yeah. guys, but. They still could be moved, but I don't. They're not. Doesn't look like the A's are going to be trading them before the season. No, no, and you know, Archer's a decent signing. Let's yeah. see what he does. You know, he's been at, basically out of baseball for two years. <laughs> I yeah. mean, for with all with all intents and purposes, you know, he hasn't pitched much, but he's still only thirty three. Yeah, it's not like the guy's old. So we'll see. They must have. They must have seen something in him to be able to, like, to say, let's let's sign him up, bring him in, you know. So we'll see. They the Twins actually announced that Joe Ryan is going to be their opening day starter. Oh, nice. Well, yep. So we'll see, see how he comes out. He pitched well after we got him from the Rays last year. You know, so we got Ryan opening day, Sonny Gray, Dylan Bundy, Chris Archer. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know this isn't, you know, 
2017, but <laughs> those guys are those guys are all legit starters yeah. at least, you know. So we'll see. Yeah, it's... We'll see what happens. You know, if, if things don't work out, or if if one of them or two of them do well this year, and the Twins don't do well as a team, then we we trade them. That's a trading deadline. Oh, yeah. Some more pieces, you know. The belt, Bundy's on a one-year deal. Archer's on a one-year deal. I, I don't know what Sonny Gray's contract looks like, but I think he's done after this year, or he may have like a team option next year or something like that. So I mean, all these guys we can move at the trade deadline anyway, as a rental, and get some some more uh, more farm pieces. So we'll see. Trade him back to the Pirates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, can they can they give us Glasnow, Boz, and uh, Meadows? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, was, give us Brian Reynolds, um, O'Neal Cruz. <laughs> I, I still don't understand what they were doing with that. Oh, my God. I have no idea. But honestly, you know what? It hasn't exactly worked out that well for Tampa Bay. I mean, yeah, Meadows is decent, but Boz is hurt. Glass now had Tommy John. I mean, it's not like it's not like all three of them turned out to be like incredible players. So it's still kind of a wait and see. Yes, Archer wasn't good for the Pirates. I get it. But the three guys they did give up haven't exactly been lighting the world on fire. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, I mean, it wasn't that – it turned out so far not to be that bad of a trade. Yeah. But even so, I'll trade the marcher back for uh, – give us Brian Reynolds. I'll be yeah. good. <laughs> or O'Neal Cruz. Oh, jeez. Key Brian Hayes. Oh, yeah. Take him, too. <laughs> yeah, they're saying uh, O'Neal Cruz is going to start the season in Triple A this year. Yeah. Of course, because the Pirates want to manipulate his time. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, even though they brought him up for a few games last year. But, you know. I hate the the time service. Or the service time. What a, yeah. That's ridiculous. And I really wish. I really wish. The players you, you would have fought harder for that. For a change to that. You know. Rather than. Rather than worrying so much about the money. I wish they would have fought more for the long-term money. Yeah. As far as this manipulation of service time goes. But hopefully, you know, hopefully with the new draft lottery and stuff like that, like, the, you know, Teams will be incentivized to actually play, yeah, and not tank. 
So maybe they will bring players up early, start the season. You know, we hope we see, like, guys in Kansas City, like Bobby Witt, mm-hmm. you know, Adley Rushman. You know, we're going to see Hunter Green for the Reds. Yep. You know, I'd like to see Detroit do the same thing with Riley Green oh, and yeah. uh, Spencer Torkelson. You know, I was hoping to see Josh Jung this year, but, you know, he's hurt for Texas, but I would have loved to see him come up because he was in he was in my top 10, my top 100 prospects. He was number seven. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I love the kid. Yeah. But his, his brother's going to be good too, Jace, Jace Young. Yeah. Yeah. Jace might actually have a little more power. Oh, yeah. But Josh, Josh is just hit, man. There's just a solid hitter, real good defensive third baseman. I mean, I could see him, I could see him being in the Josh Donaldson mode, like that type of player. Wow. You know, very patient approach. We'll take his walks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to see O'Neill Cruz. How, how often do you get to see a le- get to see a left-handed six-foot-seven shortstop <laughs> in the major leagues, man? <laughs> it's a rare occasion. <laughs> That's going to be fun. We need more young guys coming up like just need to see all the all the rookies up here yeah we need an influx of some new talent you know it's been it's been pretty good with baseball the past few years you know as far as like Acuna Juan Soto guys like that yeah have been great for the game you know we need a few more of that. We need some pitchers too. You know, pitching is guys who are impact pitchers, especially starters, are few and far between nowadays. I think it's been it's been a little weak. Yeah. As far as dominant starters coming up. You know, you got a few. You know, Milwaukee's got a couple of them, especially with Corbin Burns, you know, Walker Bueller. But a lot of the guys that are still around are the big name players. DeGrom, Scherzer, Verlander, Kershaw is still around. These guys are on the back end of their careers. Yeah. We need some young guys, some young arms to like impress us. You know? Uh, I can't wait till Jack Leiter's up. He's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, Leiter's going to be nice. But uh, speaking of old older guys too, we saw last week that Andrew Miller uh, announced his retirement. You know, had a pretty solid career. That had his one World Series ring with the Red Sox in 2013. Um, you know, even though he's he got injured, wasn't able to uh, pitch in the postseason. He still got his ring, but also won the 2016 ALCS MVP with Cleveland. 
around a little bit of pitch with the Yankees there. Then he was solid for them. And, you know, just pitched you know, any inning that the team asked of him to do. So just, you know, great piece in a bullpen, any, any bullpen. So solid career for him. Yeah, he really, Miller, Miller really put middle relievers on the map. Back when he was with the Red Sox, Bobby Valentine used him the one year Valentine was there. He turned him into, because he came up as a starter. Oh, yeah. I think, I believe with Miami. And then he went to Detroit. And then when he went to the Red Sox, Valentine was there. And Valentine used him as like a long relief guy. And he kind of set the pace for, well, maybe we should put these guys in like high leverage situations in the seventh, eighth inning. So it'd be good to have like a two inning guy, sixth, seventh, seventh, eighth, you know, shorten the starters workload. And he was, he was at the forefront of that Miller because he became the same thing with Cleveland. Oh yeah. Wasn't the closer with Cleveland when they went to the world series in 2016 No, for Terry Francona. Like he, he was the sixth, seventh, seventh, eighth guy. They had Brian Shaw. Back then, you know what I mean? So Miller kind of, he kind of was the beginning of that. Of that multi-inning middle relief guy. And Hader, like we all, Josh Hader came up that way in Milwaukee. He since became the closer. But in the beginning, Hader was that guy too. He would pitch 7th, 8th, 6th, 7th. He was the multi-inning guy that you would bring in when you got into trouble in those innings and he would get you out of it. Miller kind of was the, the, the start of that. The start of that trend anyway. Yeah. He's also, he was also uh, one of the players in the deal that got the Tigers, Miguel Cabrera. So, you know, he, he's part of one of the bigger trades in Tigers history right there. So. Oh yeah, so he went from Detroit to Miami. Okay, I, w- I was a yeah. show. Which went. Yeah, and he his seasons in his three seasons in Miami were injury plagued, so he was never able to really pitch there. I guess now, uh, you know, that's the moves the or the news we've heard over the last last week or so since we did a pod. So now let's we'll dive into some predictions for the season. Uh, well, I guess I'll start with my my uh, my predictions for the division winners and and the wild cards. So <clears throat> I got in the AL East, I got the Yankees winning it. Uh, and then Blue Jays in second, Rays in third, Red Sox, and then Orioles. And I got uh, Blue Jays getting the first wild card and the Rays with the third. Um, so two wild cards in the AL East division. Um, and then AL Central, I got the White Sox winning it, the Twins in second, Royals in third, Tigers in fourth, and then Guardians in fifth. Um, Oh yeah, then 
I didn't mention too, like you know, I said, third wild card is now this this season we got a different format, so we're, it'll be another six uh, six. It'll be twelve total playoff teams, six in each in each uh, league. So it'll be um, what is it? The third. It'll be uh, what's it called? The yeah, the third seed versus the sixth seed. And the fourth versus the fifth for the, um, you know, wild card series, you can call it, I guess. And then, but then I got uh, for the AL West Astros winning it, Angels in second, and then having them have the Angels uh, getting the second wild card there. So, given Mike Trout his playoff appearance, which he we we all wanted want to see so badly, you know, over the last several years, he's, they've he's only had one in his whole career, so it's back there, and the Mariners in fourth, Rangers, I mean, Ra- Mariners in third, uh, Rangers in fourth, and A's in last. That's the AL. And then the NL, got NL East, the Braves winning it, the Mets in second, Phillies, Marlins, and Nats. And then the NL Central, Brewers, Cardinals, Cubs, Reds, and Pirates. And then NL West, Dodgers, Giants, Padres, Diamondbacks, and Rockies. Um, and then the wild cards, I got Giants with the first first wild card, Mets with the second, and Cardinals with the third. So I do got the Cardinals making it to the playoffs for Albert Pujols to get his you know playoff appearance for his final year. So those are the those are the playoff teams. I don't know if you did you have uh, any predictions for those. Yeah, I I haven't looked at it too much, but doing off-season previews and stuff like that, and I would say I'm going to take um, Toronto in the AL East. Um, Yankees second, Red Sox, uh, um, Rays, and then Orioles. The Rays are going to have a real off year this year. Um, for the Central, the AL Central, going to go with the White Sox. I'll have the Twins in second, um, Tigers in third, Royals in fourth, and um, the Guardians in the last. I got to think of the name. <laughs> so you said Indians. So I was like, I was like <laughs> Um, the Indians. Yeah. For the West, I'll go to the Astros because I still think they're going to take the division, but I'm going to go Seattle second. Okay. I'm going to go to Angels third, Texas fourth, Oakland last. And as far as my wild cards, I would say the Yankees, Red Sox, as Mariners. Are going to be the three wild card teams. Yeah, it was a toss up for me for between Mariners and Angels, because uh, obviously they the Mariners almost won, almost made it last year, but they just just barely missed it, and they're still trying to break their their uh, break their streak. What's it called? Their their drought. Yeah. They have a playoff drought. Twenty one years, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just think they're gonna do it this year. 
I, I, I don't think they've gotten any worse. Wow. They've, if anything, they've gotten a little better. I think just because of experience. And I, I still don't believe in the Angels. I, I, I love Otani and I love Trout and Jarrett Walsh, Brandon Marsh, like all these guys. I, they still don't have any pitching. Is Syndergaard going to be their savior? I don't know. Is Detmers going to take? And I love Reed Detmers. You know, I talked about him a ton when I did the scouting report a couple years ago when he got drafted. But, you know, is he ready to take that next step? I don't know. I don't know if this is the year of the Angels. I think they're a year away. I think Seattle, this is Seattle's time. Yeah. And I was tempted to put Seattle ahead of Houston, but I think Houston just has, even losing Correa, I still think they have just to the kid Jeremy Pena they have coming up a shortstop is really, really good. And they still have Breck, they still have Otuve, they still have Jordan Alvarez, they have Kyle Tucker who's coming into his own. They still have Yuli Goriel at first. If Verlander could be a shell of himself coming yeah. back from Tom John surgery, they still got depth. I I just like Houston at in the division. They're just too good of a team. Overall, as far as the nationally goes, I'm going to take the Phillies in the NL East. Um, I'll take Atlanta second, Mets third, um, Miami fourth, and Washington in last. Uh, NL Central, I'll go Brewers, Reds. I'm going to surprise everybody and take the Reds in second. Um, Cardinals in third, uh, Cubs fourth, and Pirates last. And then in the NL West, I'm going to go Dodgers, Giants, Padres, Diamondbacks, Rockies. My three wildcard teams for the NL will be um, the Braves, the Reds and the Giants. Okay. The the playoffs. I like what the Phillies have done this year. They're going all out and hitting. Screw defense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about outfield defense. <laughs> Let's just go all with the power, power bats. You know. Yeah. Mets always get hurt. They're already hurt. You know, DeGrom's already out for like a month, a month and a half. You know, a word came down today that Scherzer's got a hamstring issue, that he might miss the opening series. It's like, they, they just, there's a snake bit. Yeah. And I, I still don't trust that lineup. But. No. Yeah. I kind of just went out. I kind of just went out on a limb and making these predictions. I didn't really think about it too much. I just was like, oh, why not? Why not pick them? Oh, yeah. I haven't done any analysis on this, but this is just – I'm going off, like, just kind of gut instinct and in what they moves each team made yeah. this year. And if you noticed, I didn't even pick the Twins to make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So I'm not – it's not even a homer. I'm not being a homer. So <laughs> I'm being realistic. Um, well, yeah, I'll dive into my 
now the playoffs, who I'm going to have going to the World Series. So start with the AL side. I got the, for the wild card series, I got the White Sox over the Rays and then uh, the Blue Jays over the Angels. So I just, I just, the the Blue Jays are going to be scary the whole season. And then, I mean, they're going to just, they're too much for the Angels to handle, especially their, you know, their lineup against the Angels pitching is going to be, that's that's going to be way too much. And then the, just the White Sox, they have, you know, an all-around team. They've got great pitching and then a really scary lineup and definitely could take down the Rays, I think. And then go move to the second round, the the division series. I got the, the first-seeded Astros over the Blue Jays. And then, see, I'm not going homerish either. I'm going White Sox over the Yankees. So, what, Yankees knocked out, <laughs> knocked, knocked out early. And then, then in the championship series, I'm actually going to go with with White Sox over the Astros. White Sox to the World Series. Um, I think they got their they got a really good really good team and much as you know, the Astros are you know still really good without Correa. I I just think the White Sox are going to roll through everybody this year. They're going to run away with the division. And then, you know, obviously not have as easy a time in the playoffs, but I think they have, have what it takes. So, um, and the NL side, I'm going to go with uh, Brewers over the Cardinals and the Giants over the Mets. And then moving on to the division series, Dodgers over the Giants and uh, the Brewers over the Braves. So then we have the Brewers against the Dodgers in the championship series, which has been something we've grown accustomed to seeing a lot. Um, I got the Brewers winning that and going to the World Series. So White Sox against the Brewers in the World Series, and I got the White Sox taking that with Luis Robert winning the, the World Series MVP. So... That's going to be way off of what actually happens, as always, but just some preseason predictions for you. All right, let me attempt this, because I'm trying to figure out, like, who I picked for as far as seeding goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's it's hard to figure out, because it's a, it's a different uh, format this year. Yeah. All right, so for the AL, I got the Astros with the one seed and the White Sox with the two seed. And the Jays with the three seed. So they're going to play the six seed in the Mariners. And I think the Jays take the Mariners down. Uh, four and five is going to be Yankees-Red Sox again. Oh, yeah. Wow. And this time I think the Yankees take it. Last year the Red Sox took the wild card. This time I think the Yankees take it. Yankees wind up playing the White Sox, and I agree. I think the White Sox are going to take the Yankees down in the second round. And I think the Jays take down the Astros. Mm. And then I think the Jays take down the White Sox. I think the Blue Jays are going to the World Series. Wow. On the AL side. Uh, Let me take a look at my NL side. Um so for the first round, I have third seed Phillies playing against the Reds. I think the Phillies take the Reds down. 
Um, four and five. I think the Braves beat the Giants in four and five. And then I think the Phillies beat the Dodgers. Ooh. I don't know if they play them three and six. I don't, I'm not sure how this works. <laughs> but but um, Braves beating the Giants, and then the Braves lose to the Brewers. And I think it's the Brewers and Phillies in the National League Championship. Mm-hmm. And I think the Brewers take it. Nice. So I think it's going to be the Brewers Jays in the World Series. And I think the Brewers finally win their first World Series. There you go. First World Series ever for the Brew Crew. Yeah. We both got them in the World Series. That's... Now they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we have to wait for Bob Nightingale to say something about him. <laughs> like. The Brewers have what it takes to win the World Series this year. Well, that's over. That's it. Definition of last, losing 100 games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the Brewers every year. And every year, they just they come so close. I mean, what was it? It was a cut, uh, 2019. Yeah. They went to seven games with the Dodgers. Yeah. It's couldn't, you know... I don't know if they get if they can get any as long as their top three starters are healthy and they can get any sort of offense. Because last year, no offense whatsoever. Oh. If Yelich can figure it out. Well, they ran into the Braves last year. Yeah. Like shut out. <laughs> yeah. You know, they got dominated by Freed and Anderson and you know. Don't get me wrong, the Braves are still a good team. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they lost Freeman, but they got Olsen. So it's not like they lost a lot at first base. If anything, and people will yell about this, but they got better. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, I mean, Freeman's, don't get me wrong, Freddie Freeman's arguably the best first baseman in baseball. But Matt Olsen, (laughs) if anything, he's a close second. Younger and better defensively. And don't forget, the Braves didn't have Acuna. Oh, yeah. They've... Also, it's the second half of the year last year. They didn't have Acuna. So, I mean, they, you know. That's, that's... The Braves are just as good as they were last year. Now, granted, the one thing with the Braves you have to remember is they only won 88 games last year. Yeah. They got hot in the playoffs. And they had, aside from Acuna, they also made pickups at the trade deadline. I mean, getting Rosario, getting Soler, guys like that, you know, that was huge for them, for their playoff run. You don't know if that's happening again. No. You know, they caught fire at the right time. So we'll see, you know. Long season. Yeah, that's why it's so it's so tough to make predictions because it's you just never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. And who would you have? Would you have the White Sox or Brewers, right? You said? Yeah. 
trying to think who I had last. I think I had the Brewers in the World Series last year, too. Man, I'm trying to think of who I had, too. I think it was something similar, though. I think I had the Dodgers and Astros. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I think I remember that, yeah. I think I had the Dodgers and Astros. But, I mean, those are common picks. Yeah. For so long, you know. <clears throat> I, I think I honestly think the National League is a lot harder to predict. Yeah. I feel like the American League is the haves and have nots more so than the National League. I think the American League has like out of the 15 teams in the American League, there's really only eight or nine of them that are legit could make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Whereas the National League, aside from the Pirates, <laughs> and the Rockies maybe, like, all right, Arizona. But, I mean, for nah. the most part, like, you can look at any of those teams and pick any one of them. Yeah. Any, any one of the top ten in the National League. You could say, yeah, they could win this league and go to the World Series. Yeah, pretty much. You know, the American League is a little concentrated. It's almost like football with the AFC and NFC. Like the AFC, like you can legit just say, all right, maybe six teams have a shot. Yeah. Whereas the NFC is like different every year. Like you never know who's going to make, you know, who's going to be there. I don't know. The AL just feels more predictable. Yeah. I can't remember. Did we have a an article last year for the pre like the predictions? I think we did. I'm trying to find it. I don't know if I I'm trying to see who I picked. I don't remember. Yeah, we'll have to do we'll have to do another one. We'll start working on that. Yeah. We'll start working on the season previews. Jesus. We have like twenty more teams left. Yeah. I've days. been I've been picking up a bunch of them. Yeah, I just started um literally just put the title in <laughs> for the Tigers. <laughs> yes. So I'm, I was about to start the uh the Guardians. Yeah, I'll bang out a few. Um, this weekend, we'll get them done. Yeah, it just sucks because it seems like it's always the same people doing. It. Yeah, well, it is the same people doing them. <laughs> That's why I had to take a break this week. You know, I actually started writing for another site too. You know. Oh yeah, the I saw that. Yeah, yeah the online betting. Yeah. I did four articles to come out. You know, they wanted four articles done, so I had to bang them out. You know, I got one more to do, but I'll finish that this weekend. Yeah. And then you want two articles a week for the baseball season. Oh. All right. They're paying me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 
how much? I fifty bucks on an article. Oh, well, there you go. What? So, what am I gonna say? <laughs> the guy con- he came to me. Oh, he me on Twitter. Damn. And he was like, he was like, yeah, we're looking to start. Uh, you know, we have a betting site. You know, we have um. We're starting to get our baseball stuff going. So we want someone, you know, and he was like, I read some of your stuff on primetime and, you know, it looks really good. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, works for me. He's like, how much would you charge for an article of about a thousand words? I was like, I don't know, 50 bucks. He's like, sounds good. Oh, (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to (laughs) complain. No. So, yeah. So he wants me to do um, Major League Picks articles twice a week for the season. Hmm. So I'll take it. I'll still be writing, obviously. I'll still be writing for us and still doing DFS and, like, all that stuff. But just an extra, you know, hey, extra cash in the pocket, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we're at the end here. We did our predictions and all that, and uh, I guess just I'll throw this out there. You have any final thoughts on the upcoming season? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's just to... be interesting to see. I wonder if Otani is going to have the same type of year he did last year. That's one thing that intrigues me is that because he's done something that's really never been done before. I wonder if he can continue doing it. I mean, we saw guys try to play two sports like about Jackson, like Brian Jordan, you know, guys like that. And it just didn't happen. I wonder how long Otani can do all this. And be elite at both. You know, so he'll be intriguing this year. Does he continue that? So that's one storyline I really want to watch. And also I want to see, I want to see some of the young guys come up. I want to see some of these younger players. Like we said, like I said before, you don't see a lot of young star pitchers. As much. You know, you have the Ronald Acuna, you have Juan Soto, you have Luis Robert in the American League, you have a lot of these young hitters coming up, Vlad Guerrero, you know, Boba Shett. You know, a lot of these young hitters that are coming up that are like taking the league. But where are the stars? Pitchers, where are the stud arms? You know, aside from the older guys, you really don't see that 20-something-year-old that that comes up and starts striking people out, starts really making a mark. So I wanted to see that next arm. You know, I'm hoping Hunter Green and the Reds could be someone like that. Yeah. But I'd like to see someone like that come up. Alec Manoa is a guy I'm watching for Toronto. 
he's going to be. I, I'm excited to see him. You know, he had a, a real good rookie year last year. And, you know, I'd like to see more guys like that, more arms like that. There was one guy I'm excited to see is uh, Max Meyer from the Marlins. That's your boy, man. Yeah, you that's love that. I'm always <laughs> talking about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> he should definitely be good. Yeah. You know. I guess that with my guys too. Like some of the guys I remember scouting for the past few years, like Reed Detmer is this one guy from the Angels that I really like a lot. I just think he he's kind of not the norm because it doesn't throw really hard, but he's got a great curveball, great command. You know, he's kind of off the radar, so to speak, as far as the velocity and everything goes. I like to. I always like to see someone like that succeed. You know, and show that like you don't have to throw 100 miles an hour to be successful in the league. Right. You know, mixed pitches, location. That's what it comes down to, command. So I like to see him succeed. All right. Well, that's gonna do it here for us um i know the season once the season gets started we'll try to do some episodes at least you know once a week or or so and talk about what happened during the week um so we'll see here we can get one going for next week after after opening day maybe that next friday and then talk about opening day and what went down then so make sure to uh, keep checking out everything on prime time sports talk the all the articles that we've been get, getting out uh, the you know, we just said the season preview articles we'll be getting the rest of those finished here over the next few days. And then diving into DFS uh, during the season every day and then some other fantasy stuff as well. So make sure to check all that out uh, as long as, as well as the NFL draft stuff that'll be, you know, it's now April. So, we got the NFL draft coming up, so that would be a lot of content there for, you know, mock drafts and and uh, other things like the the scouting reports. So check all that out, and as well as all the other sports. So yeah, as always, uh, thanks for listening, and you can never have too much pod tar. <laughs>